You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I'm your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, still breathing. The wisdom and teachings of a perfectly flawed man. You pick that up on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or any other major book retailer. Also, if you love this show, you can support the show by going to Subscribestar.com forward slash The Dilly Show. Still the best way to make an impact on this show is with your individual contributions. And if you love this show and you want to download it in podcast format, We've got that available to you now as well. Bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. That's bit.ly forward slash Dilly Show. Courtesy of Magical Producer Trevor. All formats of podcast are available right there. So you can just download it and uh, take it on the go with you. So there you go. There you go. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Not just another day in America. We have the uh, Hollywood elites absolutely panicked over what we do. And, and by we, I mean the Dilly meme team. The more that President Trump amplifies our messaging and our work, the more that the fucking crying, screaming, panicking leftists and rhino dipshits hit the fucking panic button because they don't have a counterpoint. They do not have a counterpoint. They do not have a counter message. They are now ineffective to push back against it. All they can actually do is squeal like a stuck pig. And that's exactly what they have done in the last 24 hours. This is all coordinated. This is an extremely important point I'm going to drive home today because this wasn't just Stephen Colbert on The Colbert Show. It wasn't just another late night show over on Australia. It wasn't just the morning shows. It is absolutely coordinated. Uh, the Dilly Meme team is now getting over the target with the organizations that own these media compilation shows, and they are hitting the fucking panic button in an all-out attempt to attack us, discredit what we're doing, uh, frame what we're doing in a different way, interpret what we're doing in some way that they can spread it to their uh, their viewers. Bottom line is, we are now in a different stream of conscience right now, and we're in a different stream of attack. This isn't just the left. This is a global panic from the elites because they recognize that we are making it into a different stream of conscience uh, for people who love America, who love freedom globally, and who love God. This is something totally fucking different than what you thought. This is this ain't even about a political message anymore. They are fucking panicking because a meme about God and about Donald Trump and freedom went viral globally. And this is after we went viral globally about the the D, if I were the deep state. These companies uh, who who own all these shows are a hundred percent coordinating this as far as the attacks. It's not going to work. All it's doing is bringing more people back to God. It's bringing people who don't participate in church every Sunday, people who have uh, walked away from organized religion, and it is bringing them back to their faith because it resonates. And they are in an absolute fucking panic over it, which is why this video is everywhere. They are imper they are not capable of ignoring it. They are not capable of not commenting on it. They are not capable of not showing it. 
And since they don't understand what's happening and since they are completely blind to our attacks because they don't understand it, they show them to people thinking their audience is going to buy in to their narrative of it, that they think that they're going to actually dictate the narrative of what it is the Dilly Meme team created, and they could not be more wrong. They should be scared. We're going to fucking destroy you people. All of these elites globally, you are your days are fucking numbered. You've got a handful of options because we are not going to stop making content that is absolutely inspired by God for America, for President Trump, and for one another. You can't stop that. So we're going to continue to cut through the lies. We will continue to craft uh, videos and messaging in a way that absolutely speaks to the soul of mankind, and you can't do shit about it. You've already made the massive mistake of highlighting my name, my team's name, and highlighting our work. You have essentially stepped into fucking Thunderdome, pal, and there ain't no escaping now. You're in trouble. You're in real fucking trouble because you're never going to out-narrative us. You will never out-narrative what we're creating. And all of your crying and rees and complaining and blasphemy and all of your fucking citing of biblical uh, scripture about why what we're doing is wrong is going to fall on deaf ears because we're better at this than you are. And we've got God behind us. So you can just kind of deal with that. God, we're opening with this? That's the bottom line. Because Brendan Dilly said so. All right, it's going to be that kind of a show. Um, I have some apps. This is a meat and potatoes kind of show. This is going to be a meat and potatoes kind of show because this is, um, we're playing at the highest level now. <laughs> this wasn't local uh, news uh, outside of Atlanta, okay? This is global conglomerates absolutely pissing themselves over our memes and they, they don't know what to do with themselves. So we're going to discuss that. We're also going to talk about meat and potatoes, Iowa, 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 Iowa. I don't want a win. I want a fucking embarrassment of a victory over Team DeSantis and Nikki Haley. I want 70 fucking points on the board if we can. I want something that's never been done in Iowa. I want to take the record and quadruple the victory. I want to crush these people in a way that makes them never want to show their faces in politics again. I want to end the reign of Bob Vander Plaats and Steve Deese in Iowa politics forever. I want to crush the fucking absolute pricks, the, the establishment rhinos who are gatekeeping in the state of Iowa, and there's a way we're going to do it. We're going to fucking show out. You got a blizzard, you better fucking make it the worst blizzard of all, of all mankind, because if it's not anything less than total apocalypse, and you are guaranteed to have MAGA turning out in droves in Iowa, and we're going to talk about today, those of you who are not in Iowa, who tell me you're committed to this country, you tell me you're committed to Donald J. Trump. Today, I'm going to test you because I'm going to give you specific instructions on helping Iowans deliver the biggest victory in American history for the state of Iowa to Donald Trump. I'm going to give you the exact instructions, and it's going to require you to follow the instructions. You're going to have to send an email. You're going to have to receive uh, an email. You're going to have to send a second email. You're going to receive a second email back. Then you're going to get to work on your phones. And I don't give a fuck where in this country you live. If you actually believe in what I'm talking about, you believe in Donald John Trump, and you believe in saving America, you will allocate an hour every day 
for the next four, five, six days to doing what I'm going to give you, okay? It's simple as that. And you can say, no, I don't have time, but we all know it's bullshit. If you want to look yourself in the mirror and be able to say it, feel good about who you are and what you're doing, you'll follow my instructions. And if you guys on this show, if just the Dilly 300 follow my instructions, you will deliver a victory in Iowa no one has ever seen. And as a reward, if you're in and near Iowa, I may just get you into the victory party. We will see. So it's going to be a big-ass show. We're going to have a ton of fun. But first, let's take care of MAGA Commerce. Once upon a time, there was a school, a place where kids would study and learn about history, science, art, and literature where the teachers had values. And the students' education, not indoctrination, came first. A school that cared about a crazy little thing called truth, about teaching kids how to think, not what to think, where the teachers and students were held accountable. Hard work was expected from everyone and rewarded. But somehow, somewhere along the way, something went wrong. The culture went crazy and the teachers got weird. God and country were cast aside, and our kids were being conditioned. Most schools have gotten downright dangerous, but now there's a better way with Gideon Math and Reading, the favorite curriculum used by homeschool parents, individualized learning programs that work so kids can catch up, keep up, and stay ahead. The Gideon Method is self-paced and focused on helping kids build foundational skills. Our curriculum emphasizes traditional values like family, integrity, honesty, and hard work, and no woke vocabulary or agenda. Gideon students connect virtually for this paper and pencil program, where proper placement, high standards, and consistency breed success. At Gideon, kids build confidence through mastery. Give your kids the best and contact Gideon today. That's right. This is something I absolutely believe in. I believe in Dr. Janine Mathis. I believe in what she's created, and I believe she can help you and your children uh, excel. I, I know that this is something that uh, many of you might be apprehensive about. You're not sure about cost. Listen to me. Take the risk. Take the chance. There's no contract. There is no fees at all for the sign-up. She's waiving the registration fee if you use Dilly, promo code Dilly. She's waiving that as well. It's extremely reasonably priced, and it can make a significant impact in your children, in your grandchildren's lives. The education system in this country is broken, and if you want to supplement that education, you want to help your kids catch up or advance, get out and ahead, please reach out to her at GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster, GideonMathAndReading.com forward slash Warminster, and uh, let them know that Dilly sent you.
There you go. We still got apparel for you guys. Many of you were able to get your hands on a t-shirt or maybe one of the hoodies. Guess what? There's no reason you can't own all of it. Uh, we've got both men's and women's sizes available. We've got multiple different designs. The Randy pullover is probably one of the most underrated uh, shirts we sell. Probably one of the coolest, too. You guys got to check that out at dillyshow.com. Don't forget the uh, the Dilly Meme Team hoodies. You're gonna, We could use, all, everyone could use one of those hoodies right now, and we sure as shit could use the support. And if you don't want a hoodie, grab the t-shirt. But uh, Dilly Meme Team, represent it loudly and proudly. These people think that we're just some group of underground uh, memers. They have no clue. There's an entire army of amazing Americans behind us. So head on over to dillyshow.com and check out all of our great apparel today. All right. <clears throat> For those of you that have been here a very long time, you know that I have made certain declarations on this broadcast going back to the very be beginning of what I intended my role to be in the saving of this country. I have always fundamentally believed this. Uh, in my core of cores, I've known that there was a place for me within the MAGA movement that uh, they had not yet been shown and I, that I was going to carve it out. God had guided me to that point uh, through a lot of perilous, terrible decisions. And I've been hitting nothing but net since 2018 on those decisions because I learned how to pray. And more importantly, I learned how to listen to God's replies. Since that time, we've created an incredible team of people, patriotic, faith-based uh, Americans that love Donald Trump and believe in God and are also committed to growing as individuals. And as a result of that, their uh, refinement as a team and as artists has taken them to levels that most would have completely said is impossible. A lot of my shit posters over on 4chan and the different chan rooms and different uh, forums, uh, I know that they're still beside themselves that memes are now not just playing a role in American politics, but are playing, uh, really are leading the way in American politics. Uh, the shit posting memes are, have 100% overtaken the absolute useless 30 second, 60 second, 90 second commercial spots that previously dominated political um, cycles. Also, appearances on uh, many of these fake news broadcasts have done very little to move the needle for candidates. Instead, candidates are now reaching out to people who are capable of making meme content and begging them to help brand them with the internet because that's where people are going for their information. Part of this phenomenon that's happened is uh, we have surprised many people. I think uh, those of you in the MAGA movement understood what it is we were doing and creating for years. And uh, none of us, I don't think, really knew when, when we would be uh, arriving. I am so thankful that the time that the, the Dilly Meme team and uh, yours truly were able to make our presence felt was during a time when Donald Trump was under massive attack. Um, I can't think of a better time. I am no fair weather fucking fan. So for us to have arrived really and made our name during a year in which President Trump was indicted four separate times while also being backstabbed by a significant amount of his, uh, uh, I would say, influencer base, along with politicians that he had just gotten elected. For us to have gotten to show up during that time, I could not have asked for a better time.
I want to be in the foxhole with him. I don't want to participate when it's safe. That's not fun, and that is not where you make your name. You make your name when you take a stand against something that is fucking wrong, and you stand up for the righteous during the most darkest and scariest of times. And that really was the end of 2020, 20, 2022 going into 2023. And so we've spent the better part of a year absolutely decimating leftists and rhinos and disloyal dogs. Today, January 9th, 2024, marks one year since Elon Musk reinstated my Twitter account and let me participate. One year ago, I was given my account back randomly, and uh, it was my new account that I had created in November, which was, I only had it for a little over a week, and they suspended it permanently, and I kind of had given up on I was like, I guess I'm still not going to be allowed on Twitter, and randomly, January 9th, 2023, I was given back my account. In that time, we have added well over 92,000 followers, and uh, the meme team has grown exponentially uh, with their follower accounts, and more importantly, with their reach. We continue to not have maybe the largest accounts on social media, but everybody who matters on planet Earth follows our accounts and takes our advice and shares our content. Thus, the reason our reach has been uh, magnified. Now, we're going to talk about this because the, one of the things I want to discuss is the God Made Trump video from the perspective of the Dilly Meme team. Three people. MAGA Devil Dog, Bad Karma, and Lorne Eve got together because they felt like there was something there that they could create. They felt that there was a, a meme inside of them that they wanted to say, and, uh, and they went to work on the visuals and the script. We already had the voice work finished from previous memes, so the Paul Harvey voiceover AI was already ready to roll. It was just a matter of putting together the right script and the right uh, visuals for that that message when they released this meme initially it got a good response but not a great response it really wasn't jaw-dropping and we didn't really have the effect we were hoping for unlike the uh the uh if i were the deep state meme which took the entire globe by storm this one was loved by maga and shared by patriots but really was relatively quiet until President Donald J. Trump posted it on his Truth Social account. And he didn't stop there. He then opened multiple rallies playing the meme, not once, but twice at one of the rallies and then several other times at other rallies over the weekend in Iowa. This is when it started to catch fire. And in that time, since it was uh, posted to his Truth Social account, I believe on Friday, um, it has been insane to watch the reaction of people inside of media to what was created. Nobody is bothered to ask who created it and why. They have only played it and then panicked about it uh, on their respective shows. What's also awkward about this is that these same media elites and wealthy, I would say executives and, and, and producers at these uh, major media corporations they are so disconnected from the average man and woman that they actually don't understand how this is being perceived by the audience. They are making the assumption that the audience will be as triggered and outraged as they are. And instead, it's the exact opposite. The message is hope. 
The message is God. And the message is that God has chosen an imperfect man to do a perfect thing for this world right now. Hope is something that everybody on this planet needs right now. They are scared shitless about the economy. They are scared shitless about World War III. And they are scared to death that their leadership has in fact totally sold them down the river and that their voice no longer resonates. This will be the greatest Streisand effect in the history of the world. They have made a tremendous mistake. You have reintroduced the discussion of God and God's influence over man and inspiration of imperfect people to try and save the planet. And this was not previously a conversation being had. It was totally dormant. You had successfully eliminated God from the conversation and replaced it with satanic imagery, debauchery, and other ridiculousness. And then the Dilly Meme team created something that you couldn't ignore. As a matter of fact, being the demons that you are, you couldn't help yourselves. You had to share it. You had to tell the world about God made Trump. And now you're going to deal with the fucking repercussions of this egregious mistake. You have made a massive error. You have totally and completely misjudged the situation. And the results are going to be irreversible. You allowed a conversation to start that had to be had that was nowhere, anywhere even close to being discussed. The churches are now panicking over this video. Religious leaders and, and, and pastors all over are either denouncing it or elevating it. But all of them are discussing it. They're discussing the merit of the conversation. They're discussing the opinion of three content creators and their perception of both God and Donald Trump and how they relate to the rest of us. This is a conversation that was not previously being had. This is culture. This is art. And this is what the Marxist had successfully removed from our country and really from the globe. It stirred people. It even stirred those that don't agree with it. But the bottom line is you didn't come away from it without an opinion. And that's what makes it great. That's what makes it legitimate cultural art. And I understand that most of what I've just said will probably be above uh, the head of most of the people that have currently been complaining and, and sharing it. You really don't even understand how any of this works. And it's glorious. You're getting completely bent over by a bunch of unpaid create content creators who have simply been who love one another and love Donald Trump and love America and have really spent the last three years refining their craft and trying to top one another's content to see if we could take it to an even higher level. I don't know if there's a higher level than bringing God back into the conversation globally. I don't know how you top that. I'm not really sure how you can uh, go beyond forcing a global conversation about God and inspiration. So we're just going to ride it and enjoy it because this is a victory. Whether you love it or whether you hate it, it's a win for us. It's a win for God. It's a win for free people. And it's a win for Donald J. Trump. Many have also tried to speculate about why Donald Trump posted it. Why is Donald Trump elevating our memes? Let me explain something to you. Memes are highly effective messaging. Memes, when done correctly, 
compel emotion and thought, no matter who's on the other end of them. Nobody is impervious to this form of messaging. Nobody. What if I told you that President Trump is sharing many of the memes, not just because he enjoys them, but because they are actually having an effect on him? What if I told you that you are what you consume? And so President Trump has been consuming Dilly Meme Team memes. What do you think that's doing for him from an inspiration standpoint? What do you think that does for him from a faith standpoint? What most of these people, these detractors and haters have, have uh, pointed out is that Donald Trump doesn't go to church on Sundays. And yet this is the meme that has most moved him and has inspired him above all else. Maybe he does go on Sundays and you don't know about it. Maybe he doesn't. But I can tell you what he does believe, and that is he believes that God is using him to do good things for America. Whether you, you doubt his uh, willingness to go to an organized church or not is irrelevant. The Dilly Meme team, I don't even fully think, understand that you're impacting how President Trump operates. You're impacting his own thoughts on certain subjects. You're also emboldening and giving him the courage and the belief to keep going, the love necessary to keep going and doing it the right way. It seems like most people fully haven't fully comprehended what's happening right now and how this actually works. It never was Donald Trump orating to us to make content. It starts on this little podcast, radiates out into the Dilly Meme team, who then take that, prey on it, work together, find inspiration from it, and start creating artwork. That artwork then, when finished, comes back to The Dilly Show, and then it's uploaded from The Dilly Show onto social media. And then from social media, it's sought out by the entire Trump team. The entire team seeks it out. And then President Donald J. Trump himself asks to be shown the latest memes. And from there, the ones that resonate and stir him are shared with the rest of the world. They don't understand this level of, uh, I, I think, influence and warfare because it's never been done before. It's never been done this way. Never has one, one show with a group of creators and an incredible audience had such an impact on global politics ever. So I'd like to present to you examples of this in the reach that the Dilly meme team has, uh, has had and the discussion that's being held globally right now about God made Trump. Now I've opened with God made Trump. I may play it again later as a recap, but we already played Fox and CNN's versions from the weekend. And now we're going to get into the late night shows that have been talking about this nonstop, debating it, arguing and prognosticating on what it is we were thinking at the time we made it. Donald Trump has left many people scratching their heads after he shared a fan-made video which claims he was sent by God to run the United States. See, I told you. Wow. The video also praises the former president for working more than 100 hours a week while attending church services every Sunday, despite no evidence of either. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, 
I need a caretaker, so God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. <laughs> and on January 8th, we have Steve Clements. <laughs> Steve, can you please explain this to us? Is Trump trolling us here by posting this? Does he think this is serious? Is it like a spoof? How do you interpret it? It might be right up there with walking rabbits. You know, I look, I mean, this is straight out of uh, a, 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 a recording that Paul Harvey, a conservative commentator uh, in the 1970s and 1980s in America made called So God Gave Us the Farmer. It's about, you know, saying God came in and basically farmers get up, milk cows early, go back, and they basically work all day. They take some time off for their family to come back and, you know, wrestle those cows again. It's, it's an incredible, crazy film that's like a cult film, honestly, around Donald Trump, and Donald Trump loves it. Steve, a lot of Trump's supporters are evangelical Christians and he presents a lot of non-Christian views. So why do they love him so much? Look, I think evangelical Christians, um, which we've got about 12 million or so in the United States, really believe in the, the script, the actual written script of the Bible. And they don't need Donald Trump to be a saint. They want a muscular individual who is going to deliver that world for them. Um, and they see Donald Trump as a disruptive, muscular, take everybody on kind of person who's going to deliver that world. Completely ironic because his vice president, Mike Pence, was actually evangelical, but they've kind of spit the, the pure and clean guy out. They like the messy one. Steve, I feel like we're going to be talking to you a lot this year, um, but is this the year that Trump returns to... Donald, Donald Trump is back big time. There's just no doubt. We're now in January. The election this year is going to be is heating up. We've got uh, basically caucuses and primaries coming up. And Donald Trump, without appearing in any debate, without hardly, maybe even not even appearing on some ballots, although he'll probably be on most of the ballots, is basically trouncing his opposition within the Republican Party. And he's going to be back. Uh, and if we don't see enough of him in the primaries, we're also going to have about four major court cases in which we'll see if he's convicted. Is that why That'll make headlines, too. Is, is that why you've ditched the shirt and or the tie and the jacket, because you've just given up? I'm in Maui, <laughs> which is still part of America. <laughs> you fled. You fled. <laughs> Steve, thank you very much for your time. Happy 2024. I'm so sure we'll see you lots. Take care. Thank you. They have no idea. They have no idea what they're watching. They have no idea what they're consuming. And they don't have any idea who they're, they're uh, insulting with their behavior. Humanity wants a savior. Humanity wants to be connected to God. No doubt about it. It's innate. And these people who mock it and deride what we do and called it cult-like... Missed the point entirely. They missed the entire point of what we were doing. 
What they've never stopped to ask themselves is, does this video not make sense to me because I have a warped perception of who Donald Trump is? None of them even have the intellectual honesty to ask that question. This video doesn't make sense to me because, and this is the truth, they don't know Donald Trump. They've never had the opportunity or honor of interviewing and talking with him. They've never spent any time around him. They know nothing of him as a man. What has happened is that they, they only know a perception of him. Australians only know what they have been told of him, whether it's fake news or not, that's all they know. They have zero understanding of Donald Trump. More importantly, most of those laughing and mocking this video and laughing and mocking what was created have zero connection to any kind of faith. And so the idea that God could have had a instrumental impact on the creation of Donald Trump and put him through his trials and tribulations and allowed Donald Trump to continue to rise uh, is beyond the, their comprehension because why would God do something like that with such an imperfect human being? And yet for those of us who pray daily, sometimes multiple times a day, and who have actually lived a godly life and who have went through the struggles of growth and, and, and uh, of forgiveness and, and grace and everything in between and who have ultimately surrendered to God, it makes perfect sense. Australians are lost. Imagine Australians believing that Americans who watched Australians get locked inside of apartment buildings for three straight months, six months in some cases, without any ounce of a fight, you think that we're going to worry about what you think about us? You're not even free people. And you're not even brave enough to stand up against massive tyranny. We watched the videos coming out of Australia as you were incarcerated for walking out of your front lawn. They know they don't have any clue of what's going on. Some of us that understand this fight and understand what is actually going on globally and understand that God has returned to this country and globally and wants to see salvation for his people, we recognize all the signs. And it's not about being perfect. And it's not about being biblically literate or following uh, one particular religion's uh, directions or religious leader, rather, direction about things. They have no idea. And neither did Bob Vanderplatz or Steve Deese or Ron DeSantis. Trump's appeal to non-church-going evangelicals is undoing DeSantis. God reached into all of these people's lives outside of church. They sent us home in 2020 and separated and broke our communities and didn't realize that God would still go to our individual homes when we asked. They have no idea the amount of soul searching that people did during COVID. 
They have no comprehension about where people stand with God and Trump. Let me just say something out loud that most, I think, think but haven't. I don't go to church. Never really have my entire life. And this might be an ignorant statement, but it's my perception so far as an observer of what's happening. And as best I can tell, Christian conservatives who previously attended church every Sunday and who maybe still do, there's one thing that jumps out to them more than anything else when another human being is pursuing power. Again, maybe I'm wrong because I don't go to church, but it seems to me Christians and church-going people of you know faith value sacrifice above everything else. What none of these evangelical leaders understand is that with or without their approval, their, their followers in these churches are witnessing Trump's sacrifice for America. And it is beyond anything that that church leader can say. The sacrifice is self-evident. The sacrifice is clear as day. It's not about is he perfect or does he go to church on Sundays? What they know is that a man with everything is standing to lose everything for their benefit. It's not for fame. He's already the most famous person on the planet. It's not for money. He's already richer now than he's ever been. He is sacrificing for the good of, the, of America and for the world. Sacrifice is something that you can't brainwash out of us sacrifice is something that humanity is innately aware of we know when we're staring at someone who is sacrificing everything for something they believe in they are struggling with this because they are trying to tell you you can't trust or promote or or believe that god would use someone like donald trump to save the country and yet that is falling on deaf ears because the people watching the man suffer and be skewered and in, in, in sacrifice no better. Humans know what sacrifice looks like. Human, humans know when someone is being persecuted. Even if you don't like Donald Trump and you believe that he deserves to be persecuted, the one thing that's not in doubt anywhere in this planet right now is that he is being persecuted. It doesn't matter if you think he should or shouldn't. The one indisputable fact is that he is being persecuted 100%. And some of these people believe he deserves it and that's their right. And many of us believe he does not deserve it. But the one thing that no one has even tried to push back against is the persecution itself. And as somebody that's completely uh, illiterate when it comes to biblical teachings, because I don't read the Bible, I don't go to church. It's pretty clear to me that when human beings witness a man being persecuted 
for something greater than himself, they are gravitating towards it. They recognize that as truth. They recognize that as, as real. This is what they don't understand. We all have seen the videos. If you show me a video of one man standing up against a mob and the man is beaten and harmed, the video goes viral and the man, money is raised for the man and his family because human beings know that's a person standing up for what was righteous and they were persecuted and destroyed because of it. And the humanity is and always will respond to that. Always. The only thing that these demons could have done to not have this effect was to not persecute Trump. But they always make this mistake over and over and over again throughout history and the Bible. The more When you attempt to persecute those who are walking a righteous path, humanity will follow them and not you. It happens over and over again. It's the one thing that I do know throughout biblical teaching in human history. When you persecute people with the righteous cause, even if they are imperfect, humanity will push back against you. Always. And it doesn't matter whether you love or don't love or dislike or hate Donald Trump. What I just said to you will always be true. It was true thousands of years ago. It's going to be fucking true thousands of years into the future. One of the biggest demons we have in this country is a talk show host by the name of Stephen Colbert. Our video, God Made Trump, made it on the radar of Stephen Colbert. And of course, this demon did exactly what you'd expect. He stepped in the trap. Of course, if you want to win the Iowa caucuses, you have to pander to the three things Iowans love the most. Corn, Jesus, and corn Jesus. <laughs> he was shucked for our sins. <laughs> now, according to polls, Iowa evangelicals love Trump. According to one voter of faith, Trump is our David and our Goliath. Yes. He's David and Goliath, which is why he talks like he just hit himself in the head with a rock. <laughs> now, Trump knows, sure, brain damage. Trump knows how to play to this flock, because on Friday, he went unto Truth Social, and lo, he hath reposted this abomination. On June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker, so God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, so God made Trump. Okay, fine, God made Trump. But God also made that fish in the Amazon that swims up your pee hole and shoots out spikes, <laughs> so you can't get it out. So I'm just saying God's got a mixed record on making things. <laughs> By the way, Donald, have you thought about going swimming in the Amazon? Uh... The video. The video continues. I need somebody with arms strong enough to rustle the deep state and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. I am not aware that that ever happened. Okay, stand back, Doc. Jared, get out of here. I played baseball. I got this. Oh, my God, what am I looking at? There's a head coming out of there. Run out, run for your lives. Bing, bing, bing. Shoo! 
They don't get it. None of them get it. They're all lost as fuck, man. And it's sad. Even that joke fell completely flat. The pee hole thing was kind of funny. But even still, he had to acknowledge, fine, God made Trump. But it wasn't, but it wasn't funny. It didn't work. Like, that, that is weak comedy at best. There were so many things you could have maybe made a joke about. And you picked something that you suggested, not us. Nobody said that Donald Trump delivered his grandchildren. We said that he had cans that were capable of it. It's weird to watch so many people that previously were part of the arts and part of that world completely lose connection with it so much so that they they actually have no comprehension of it anymore this meme is still going around the planet it's still being debated youtube is it's now it's in its own industry god made trump is now become its own profitable monetizable industry on social media platforms and youtube Many now post it just for the sake of the dialogue and the interaction it gets. Puts them in the algorithm, drives up views and clicks and paydays on X. And on YouTube, if you do a reactionary video of it, certainly if you're a faith leader and you give your two cents into why God didn't create Trump, there's two things that get to happen. You're going to get clicks because the name Trump's in it and you're going to get clicks because God's in it. And then you're going to watch our video and you're going to watch someone give their perception and, and, and opinion of it. which is probably, arguably, the greatest thing you could ever do. Again, our campaign ads, we, we were told that the Dilly Meme Team's creation of If I Were the Deep State was arguably one of the most powerful and effective campaign ads in the history of politics. And if that's the case, then what is this? Because this is already going to a level we, we never even could have imagined. It's actually highly probable that the two greatest campaign ads, most controversial and viral campaign ads in the history of global politics were created by the same team. Wrap your fucking uh, noodle around that. So effective that not only are Trump supporters supporting them and viewing them, but everyone who hates him are attacking and discussing it. They can't keep themselves away. What I would be concerned about if I were these people, if you play snippets of this video and if at any point that video speaks to the individuals watching it that you're assuming will hate it, as soon as they watch it in its entirety, 
And without your fucking discussing it, you're, you don't understand the effectiveness of it. This is the mistake they've all made as well. You're wagering that your storytelling and arguing is more effective than ours. Not even close. Because ours isn't coming from a place of hate. It's coming from a place of genuine love and faith. So nothing that comes out of your mouth will ever be able to overcome that. In the last six weeks, think about what we have witnessed here at the Dilly Show. I was in the corner of my bedroom in 2018 with a cell phone. And in the last seven weeks, we had a 10-page write-up from the New York Times. I hung out in the box of a college football game with President Donald J. Trump as a guest. And the Dilly Meme team went mega viral, both at the, for the New York Times hit piece and because what is going to go down is one of the most influential political ads in history in less than two months. I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. <laughs> One more time before we go into the break, and then we've got instructions. We have work to do when I come back. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker, so God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe, but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips, and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack. A man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. 
Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. LLC.com. That's right. Owned by Lori Alves, who crafts each supplement by hand. It's each blend is, uh, addresses multiple health concerns. And uh, right now, you guys know how important it is to stay ahead of the flu. It is cold. It is fucking nasty outside. You're freezing your ass off. Your immune system is probably going to get compromised. Get ahead of that shit with some Cinchona Rona and uh, load on up on some elderberry influence. I promise you guys are going to thank me because it's all about preventative is better than having to do reactionary, okay? This is how I stay upright 24-7, uh, 365. I mean, except for, you know, when I sleep and everything. But seriously, I, I mean, I, I genuinely, I rarely ever get sick. And if I do, it's like a day. And one of the biggest reasons is I'm always ready to go with my StrongerFitnessLLC.com supplements. Check them out today. Promo code DILLY10 will get you 10% off everything except the bundles. Check it out. StrongerFitnessLLC.com. Our other sponsor of the day, ArcanaNaturals.com. That's right. It's a woman, veteran, and family-owned small business specializing in unique handcrafted natural makeup and bath and body care for over 20 years. That's right, ladies. You don't have to make the hard decision. Do I want good makeup or good a good skincare routine? You can now mix them together and do both. How What a novel idea. ArcanaNaturals.com. They use only the finest herbs, oils, and other healthy ingredients in their formulas. Their products perform better than many well-known luxury brands, and they're cleaner and healthier for your skin. Our products do not contain sulfates, parabens, talc, GMOs, or any other health concern ingredients. I'm telling you right now, you guys got to head on over to arcananaturals.com, vegan and non-vegan, gluten-free, soy-free. And look, it's the cosmetics. All of you ladies wear cosmetics. Why are you still using cosmetics 
from companies who hate your country, from cos cosmetics with ingredients that are going to fucking ruin your face and your skincare. Why would you do that? When we give you an alternative that is both a God-fearing patriot, MAGA uh, believer, somebody who believes in the country, believes in President Trump, believes in the Daily Show, and OPS, by the way, you can now find sub, uh, a, su a supplement to your makeup routine with a skincare-designed uh, makeup product. It's fantastic. It's the best of all worlds. All you have to do is go to arcananaturals.com. Promo code DILLY10 is going to get you 10% off. That's promo code DILLY10 for 10% off. Arcananaturals.com. And without any further ado, Randy's Booty. Let's get In America, we don't worship government, we worship God. I am the chosen one. Somebody had to do it. That is a 2019 meme, courtesy of producer Liz. Who knew that we'd be able to bust that thing out five years later and it would be so relevant? Yeah, that one's fine. I've always loved that meme. I think it's funny as hell. Producer Liz had made it back in 2019. And uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, I could, I could totally. I could. You guys don't like when we, we do anything even slightly religious with Trump? Watch this. I'm like, I got one. Hold on. I was going through my library today. I was like, hold on. I got one. Whoop. All right. I have a very, very important announcement. You ready? There is uh, something that we all need right now from the Dilly 300. And it's regarding Iowa. Do you understand? Iowa. I'm going to give you an opportunity to help President Trump win in Iowa. I have just received an email with 20, 20, VIP seats to the celebration party in Iowa if you volunteer. It's going to require my lead volunteer, Wheels, to confirm that you, in fact, did do your job. But I'm going to tell you how to win Iowa. I'm going to tell you how to help caucus for Trump legally by phone banking. And I'm going to tell you how you can earn yourself an opportunity for a VIP seat at this at the uh, victory party. It is only for those of you who are actually involved at a very high level. I can tell you one memer will be present representing the entire Dilly meme team. He has already eaten up one of the tickets. His name is William of Ockham. William of Ockham will be there representing our entire team. Wheels will also be there. There's a second ticket gone, which leaves only 18 tickets left for you guys to get in. But uh, I've just received that email from Team Trump with the allocation. And I really want to see a lot of uh, the people who are willing to put in the time and the energy for this cause be rewarded with it. 
So without any further ado, here's one such woman who clearly is working her ass off to get a ticket. Hi, I'm Dilly 300, and I spent my day calling 136 registered voters in the state of Iowa to get them to commit to voting for Donald J. Trump in the Iowa caucus on January 15th. What have you done today to try to save America and help President Donald J. Trump? Go to DonaldJTrump.com and hit the Join tab to volunteer and help make America great again. All right. Oh, it's all backwards. I flipped your video because it was reversed. Anyway, great job, honey. Uh, that's exactly right. She clearly wants to go to the party. But I'm going to actually expedite you. I had a phone call with Team Trump. I don't want you to go through the website because it'll take too long to reach the appropriate parties. Instead, if you are interested in getting set up to phone bank for Trump, this is where you're going to email. You're going to email externalaffairs at djtfp24.com. If you email that address in the subject line, say uh, phone banking for Trump, and then identify yourself that Dilly sent you over there, okay? They will take extra good care with you, take good care of you guys, okay? So when you reach out, was that Nicole in that video? Great job, Nicole. When you reach out to external affairs at djtfp24.com, let them know that the Dilly Show sent you and you want to be set up so you can start uh, making phone calls for the Iowa caucus for Trump. Got it? Good. Next, after you send that email, you're going to reach out to this next email. And this is your job this week. We've got five days left, six days left to get this thing done. After you've reached out to Team Trump and got your stuff to get set up with your phone banking, you're then immediately going to send an email. Right after you send the first one to External Affairs, you're going to send an email to shoppingwithwheels at gmail.com. Okay? Now, Wheels, did you spell your fucking own email wrong on this, you dick? Does it, why is there an H? Wheels, did you write a, did you put an H for shopping with wheels? Is that supposed to be a G? Okay, everybody. Shopping with a G with wheels at gmail.com. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to contact wheels at shoppingwithwheels at gmail.com and you're going to contact him and he's going to get you set up and trained for phone banking. So you're going to get everything you need from Team Trump on the phone banking you're going to get your training and organization from wheels. Got it? Okay, good. You always tell me, Dilly, what can I do? I don't need you on the ground in Iowa. I need you on a phone in your own home for an hour or more every day for the next six days. That's it. Everybody always says, I want to be involved. I want to do something. I want to do more. Great. Put up or shut up time. Contact the campaign. That is that is one of my private contacts. She was like, give them this email and I will get them. She goes, I, I don't want them to go through the website and it gets looped around and it takes a while. Get it to me directly and I will get them set up immediately. I, I want 
Donald Trump to win Iowa in a way that literally sends a message through the whole planet where they say no one ever won Iowa by more than 12 and they go, Donald John Trump just won it by 50. I want to send a message. I want to break the spirit of these evil motherfuckers that have hijacked our country and our party, okay? I want to send a message like, we spent $160 million on meatball and he just got smoked in Iowa by 40. This is your opportunity, man. This is it right here. This is for all the fucking marbles. A lot of people, I know you don't agree with me. You don't agree with my takes on certain things, but I know how to win and I know how to build a winner. This is how you build a winner. Why everyone else is in the whole planet is debating what happened at court for Trump today. Why the whole planet is debating whether or not there's an argument there and, oh, are we going to keep him off the ballot? All of that is going on. Our job is to stay focused on the task at hand. Iowa, go win. That's our job. We ignore all that noise because they're talking over here and they're doing it over there and they're saying this over here and you're right here in the pocket. Great. I think I'll make another call. You start to feel fearful. God, what if they stop Trump? Make 10 more calls. You start to get scared that they're going to keep him off the ballot. Oh my God. I th- what if they keep him off the ballot in XYZ state? 10 more calls. You Every time you feel fear, trepidation, and anxiety well up inside of you, You make more phone calls. That's how you win. Politics, like sales, is a contact sport. Reach out and touch somebody. And you've got to do it over. You've only got so many days. You got what? You have the rest of the day today. So you got like 15 hours left today. Not, Not even. You got like maybe 10 hours left to make phone calls today. Nine hours. You've got tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, You got six days, then it's go time. Six days to make your your impact felt, and it will be felt. So I hope you guys understand how critical this is. You've already got them on the ropes. If you don't believe me, I would like to show you how things went for Team DeSantis in Iowa. Casey decided to get on the campaign trail. And uh, her and Chip Roy last night held an event where they were going to discuss all of your concerns as Iowans about Ron DeSantis and his vision for your state and for America. Fortunately for them, their campaigns run by retards and nobody warned them that only a single family showed up. That's right. What was supposed to be a meet and greet for several people a town hall, if you will, run by Casey and Chip, turned into a one-on-one conversation. And it was as awkward as you might fucking imagine. Casey DeSantis returned to her Midwestern roots Monday night when she joined Congressman Chip Roy and former Congressman Keith Rufkus in Fort Madison. They were all in town to campaign for Ron DeSantis's run for president in the 2024 election. And I've seen him from an interesting vantage point, from at home with a father of seven, five and a three-year-old, and also watching him out fighting the good fight. They discussed key nationwide policies the Florida governor would address from day one as president. That's it. That's the whole room. It was a one family that agreed they would come down 
And instead of canceling the event because of how bad the optics are, they did it anyway. For the parents, the grandparents, a brother, his wife, and a couple of kids. Nikki Haley's campaign at least had the sense to cancel when they had one fucking person show up. Team Meatball doesn't even have the fucking brains to realize how stupid this looks. This is probably one of the most embarrassing clips a local news story could have ever run. Chip Roy couldn't bring anybody there. Casey didn't bring anybody there. Just one family showed up. This is the level of embarrassment that they have earned. This is why next week needs to be Donald John Trump garnered 70% of caucus goers votes and everyone else split up the remaining 30. That's what it needs to be. Trounced, embarrassed. You are the first ones in America, Iowa, that get to say fuck you to the do-nothing Republicans and the fucking evil Democrats. You're first. You have been sitting on this since 2020, since they hijacked an election. You have been waiting, seething, wanting your opportunity to go down and give a giant fuck you to everybody in the establishment that just stole your country right out from underneath you. You get to be first. A resounding fucking loud fuck you to all of these people. I cannot be more. I'm so jealous of you guys. I wish I got to do it. I wish I was an Iowan, but I'm not. But I'm also thankful that I am not a DeSantis because, dude, it is not. It's not going well at all. quarter shall be shown none well done California no quarter bury them all bury them all they've got no shot now I got a meme here I wanted to play for you guys actually no hold on I'll get to that in a second I'll come back to that do you want to see what they're even more this is what's happening in the polls all across America I'm going to show you right now. They are in a, the panic is, is, is legitimate. You guys, this isn't some rhetorical shit or hyperbole I'm sharing with you. 
The establishment knows they are in real fucking trouble that the American electorate has figured out that not only are they the majority, they're the majority by a wide fucking margin, which means that the opportunity to cheat is going away more and more every day. And I'll talk about that in a second because I'm going to let the man himself explain it to you. But I'm going to show it to you first. When you see these numbers, what does that make you believe? When you see 73% for Trump, 8% for DeSantis, 6 for Ramaswamy, 4, 1, and 0.3, Nikki Haley didn't even garner a 0.3. Nimrata Haley, the jalapeno popper hooker, didn't even garner 0.3. Some dude named Binkley got 1%. I don't even know who that is. I don't even know what a Binkley is, but he got 1%. Nimrata, Nimrata didn't even register on the polling. Harsh lessons are being learned by people that are new to the Dilly Show and to me personally. Um... I don't tolerate fearful people. I don't tolerate their concern fagging and concern trolling. I don't give a shit. I don't even validate you. You don't even have a voice on my Twitter page. I hide your replies and I block you. I don't want you as a viewer. I don't want you in a foxhole with me. You're useless. Your brand of cowardice is completely toxic and I want it nowhere near my people. So the number one question that gets constantly concern fagged on my fucking page. How are we going to stop them from cheating, Dewey? What are we going to do? Well, I'm not going to answer your question. Donald John Trump is going to answer your question. And this is the last time we'll answer it. We have a great chance. We have to keep their cheating down to a minimum. You can't stop them totally, but we have to keep it down to a minimum. And one of the best ways is we have to swamp them, to use a term... The opposite meaning. We have to swamp it. You have drained the swamp and then swamping right. them. But you have to, we have to swamp them because there comes a point where they can't, you know, where it's just too big to cheat. But they will go as high as they can. These are people that, um, if, if you think about it, if you have open borders, if you have high gasoline prices, high interest rates, you can't buy a home. The school system stinks. Everything is bad. How do you win an election? There's only one way. You have to cheat. They cheat. And they've done it for years, but nobody ever saw anything like it in 2020. And you can't let that go. So there's your answer. And I know you wanted some sophisticated, uh, over-the-top answer, right? You thought that the fucking establishment was going to give you the ability to completely close every nook and cranny of cheating while Trump was out of office. And that makes you naive at best. Your answer is simple. Overwhelm them. Break the system. I do it every fucking day on social media with my team. 
How do you break the system? Speed and velocity and massive fucking support. You can swamp the vote and break the apparatus of cheating that they've built. You absolutely can do it. And yes, you still have to put up as best you can uh, a, a vigilance and a fight against the cheating. But overall, you can swamp them and break the system. 100 million votes. 100 million votes breaks the machine and delivers victory. That is my goal. Will we hit that? I have no idea. But that is my goal. In my mind, when they fucking, when Trump got 75 million votes in 2020 or 76 or whatever it was, I knew it was possible because that was 11 and a half million more than he got in 16. So I believed in my heart of hearts that we can grow this thing exponentially. If he improved by 11 and a half million last time, why couldn't he, he improve by 25 million this time? 100 million. It's what I want. It's what I am asking for. If we come up short, whatever. But 100 million gives you the presidency. And that's what President Trump is advocating for is, is a overwhelming turnout for America. Lauren Eve made a meme. You guys want to watch a Lauren meme? She made a thing. Let's watch a thing from Lauren Eve. I bet it's really good. Hold on. I didn't pre-produce this one. I got I to gotta get the shot set up. And go. Yes, that God will comfort them. People are so proud to be using that beautiful word, God. God bless you. That every life is a sacred gift from God. And they're using the word God again. And they're not hiding from it. And they're not being told to take it down. And they're not saying we can't honor God. Oh my God, I'm gonna die. In God we trust, so important. We like to troll. We do a little trolling, it's called we do a little trolling. done lauren that oh, was that good all right hey heads up rumble rumblers i love you we got massive numbers over there again we could easily be over three thousand if you hit the thumbs up i believe we've got we've got 2886 people watching on rumble right now and only 450 thumbs ups just it's right there on your screen just tap the little thumbs up it makes a huge difference it pushes us into a higher algorithm within rumble and hopefully, eventually, one day, we can get on the front page of Rumble. But just hit the thumbs up real quick, dude. It's at 450. Like, there's 2,900 of you. Look at the numbers skyrocket. Once you got, once you start hitting that number, this thumbs up, the shit goes to the fucking moon. Just make it happen. I can't do it myself. I'm only one vote. You guys got this. Hit that thumbs up, Rumblers. Appreciate you. Love you. Make it a habit, damn it. You come on in there, fucking, you hit that thing. All right. I just noticed my beautiful wife snuck in here. Hi, Randy. Hi. What are you doing? Watching the show. You just wanted to come in and watch it live in here? Yes. That's cool. The Billy Show is taped before a live studio audience. 
Randy says it's state before live studio audience, so she wanted to be near. That mic's muted, so they probably can't. They can hear you yelling from the other room. But okay. Yeah. Um, all right. I got some stuff I got to get into here with you guys. Let's see. This was another concern uh, troll thing that I want to put the I want to put to bed for you guys real quick. Okay. This was something that is being talked about, and people are really scared. Brendan, oh my God. I told you this is coming. Everyone's talking about it. But I also want to give you guys, I want, to, I want you to understand something here. This would actually be even better than dealing with Joe Biden. I know. I know. I know. I know. How can that be, Brendan? Well, allow me to explain. Here we go. Michelle Obama says she's, quote, terrified of Trump winning. I'm going to explain something to you right now. Why I want Michelle Obama to step in the trap. Please step into Thunderdome, bitch. Please. Please do this. If Mich- So here's the deal. Michelle Obama significantly younger than Joe Biden. Michelle Obama poses a significant threat in 2028. Do you understand me? Michelle Obama is a problem, not 2024. 2028, she is going to be an issue. In 2024, if they actually convinced her to run, we would demolish this individual to the point that she would make Meatball Ron DeSantis look like a viable candidate. Let me explain why. Michelle Obama's husband was one of the biggest fucking failures in American history at president. And it hasn't been that long. The memes we would create for Michelle Obama, yes, we'd make shit posts, but you guys have to understand, her husband was a fucking terrorist while he was a president of the United States. The amount of content we have in our arsenal to totally and completely marry her entire political fucking stance to that fucking twink husband of hers is unbelievably huge. This is where it's still fresh in the minds of the American voter what Barack Hussein Obama did to this country. And it's still fresh in the minds of the American voter the amount of lies he told while he was president. I wish they would run her now. If they ran her now, we would obliterate Michelle Obama's entire political viability forever. It would, it's sort of like them running DeSantis now. We don't ever have to worry about him in the future now. He is a fucking, he is an afterthought in presidential elections now. If they ran this dude, we would blister him to his husband. We would attach him entirely, and that would be the end of it. We would beat the brakes off Michelle Obama worse than Trump is going to beat the brakes off of Joe Biden. I don't think people really understand this. This is where conservatives show their blind spot. Like a lot of conservatives, God bless you, you don't understand how liberals operate. So in your mind, you're like, oh my God, Michelle Obama's scary because she's black and a woman. Yes, she's black. No, she's not a woman. But you don't understand the greater optics here, okay? The shine on Barack Obama has dwindled significantly as people figured out really what he was about. This is not 2008 Obama with armies of people. 
Obama couldn't even get people to show up for his Biden rallies. He couldn't even get people to show up for Andrew Gillum in 2018. He couldn't draw a crowd. Obama doesn't draw a crowd. And that's before we start actually focusing every effort we have into exposing him via memes. This is not a formidable threat at all. I hope they're dumb enough to do it. And yet they won't. And I'm going to come back to what I told you guys before. That guy is fucking lazy. <laughs> Michelle Obama is fucking lazy. She hated being first lady. It was too much work. Had to tape that dick down every morning. Michelle Obama doesn't want to explain why she was disbarred in fucking Illinois. You know how hard it is to get your license as a lawyer removed in that crooked ass state? Why can't you practice law, Michelle? Don't want to talk about it. What Michelle Obama likes doing is virtue signaling and being in front of the camera periodically. That's it. So until this dude actually decides to throw his fucking name in the, in the ring, I, I refuse to give it much attention because I actually believe that's an easier candidate to destroy than, than uh, Biden. I really, I don't know how to explain it any other way. And also for those who've forgotten, they just killed their chef last summer. <laughs> Publicly. Seven months ago, they just murdered the fucking chef in their pond and there's been no clarity on what the fuck is going on with that. The police investigation has been total bullshit. They lied about saying they weren't there when they were. They lied about, oh, well, well, she was in the house. We were in the house. Oh, okay, well, actually, Barry was on the water. They just fucking killed the guy six months ago. That's a scandal in itself. They're not in a position to make any sort of political run right now. And Barry was never very good as a candidate. You guys forget, Barack, when he goes off script, which the name of the game in today's politics is off script. Haven't you noticed the theme? If Biden doesn't have something explicitly stated and he still might fuck it up, he falls apart. DeSantis, same thing. Haley, same fucking thing. Obama's the OG of this shit. He didn't have an answer for anything. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Barry. The game of politics is different than it's ever been. We, the electorate, have pushed it so fast and so hard. We want our fucking answers now. I want them not written out by a PR firm. I want them now. What do you think about this? Say it to my face now. I have a camera rolling. Politics has changed forever. Barry was terrible at that form of politics. He was good at acting. He was good when you could give him a controlled environment and they're losing the ability to create controlled environments. If you walk out and you get fucking trolled by somebody, it goes around the planet twice before you've had a chance to issue a statement. And then you know what happens? No one reads your fucking statement. He's not ready for this. They can't operate in this world. They cannot operate in this world. This new world of politics, the world that we're creating, requires a different type of person. The only person I've seen with the, the actual character and the ability on their feet besides Trump to operate in this world is Carrie Lake. That's it. 
from a talent standpoint. Gavin Newsom even can't handle it. He can do it in a controlled environment still. He's very similar to Obama. You get him off script and he tackles Chinese kids. That's what he does. He plays basketball and tackles Chinese children <laughs> and makes huge fuck-ups in his, his, his answers because he's a moron. But what about Michelle? Hey, did you guys see uh, things went really well for Joe Biden yesterday? Did you guys see this? I'm not sure if you guys saw this. Let's, uh, let's take a look. He uh, gave a speech yesterday, and I believe it was at a black church. Um, it didn't go quite as planned. So Joe was trying to give a speech and the Palestinian, uh, pro-Palestinian pro uh, protesters started yelling gay shit and, uh, and it, uh, it, didn't, it didn't go well. These are his people. He's got a real problem right now, which is um, he doesn't want to lift a finger to help the Jewish people, uh, but he's also not willing to uh, defend the Palestinian people. He's sort of in no man's land right now, which is why there's so many Jewish Democrats that are becoming single issue voters, which I never thought would happen. They're like, well, if we vote Trump, Israel be, will be protected. And then we lose on every other issue we are passionate about. But if we don't vote Trump, Iran, as sure as I'm sitting here, is going to nuke Israel and Biden's going to let it happen. It's a single issue voter now. They quite literally are starting to figure out he is going to let them nuke Israel. Iran's 36 days, according to Donald Trump, 36 days away from having a nuclear bomb. 36 fucking days. So Jewish Democrats are looking at the scoreboard and they're going, I can't care about anything else except for this one issue. Because if I vote wrong on this and this guy stays, Iran is going to bomb Israel. Did you ever think that would happen? Because it's happening right now. The irony is you also have pro-Palestinian uh, voters, I guess, who fucking hate Biden because he doesn't know how to negotiate and stand up against Israel in their response to the attacks. For lack of a better term, you're dealing with a checkmate situation. This is why the Democrats, I think, are probably panicking and trying to figure out how they can remove him. Because they're in a situation now where he's, he's a man without an island. The schools and the students hate his guts because he betrayed them on student debt relief. The Democrat Jewish people hate his guts 
because because he's done absolutely nothing to prevent Israel from being wiped off the map. And the pro-Palestinian groups hate him because he's done absolutely nothing to stop Israel from wiping them off the map. It's incredible to watch somebody lose every coalition and every group of voters. Something else you need to know, the Democrat National Committee is losing people left and right. They don't want to work there. They're having a tough time mounting staffing because no one wants to work on Joe Biden's campaign. It's really something to behold. Then there's that Nostradilly looming out there. The one where I told you young voters were going to vote for Trump at a rate never seen from a Republican before, not since Reagan at least. Young voters have woken up to the reality of what Joe Biden has created. I cannot stand how the news has been dogging Gen Z and calling them lazy for not wanting to work a nine to five for the rest of their lives. Let me put it in perspective for everybody who's a little confused here, okay? I work five days out of the week, 40 hours a week, okay? I do not make enough to live on my own. I would not make enough to pay rent, water, electric, and eat all by myself. I would not be capable of doing that. 20 years ago when you were getting started, you could live on your own. 20 years ago when you first started, you were able to do everything that I am now struggling to do. Let me add another perspective here. You've been working for 20 years. You have 20 years of working experience behind your belt. You have 20 years of experience in a career that has allowed you to gain raises, to get more money, to profit you in an economy that you created. You can sit here and you can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but I've been working my tail end off just to barely make it by. And respectfully, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. I don't want to work my tail end off, wasting all of my life working just to barely be able to pay my bills. And that is what you created, not Gen Z. We're just here getting started. You've been doing it for the last 20 years. You tell me how it got ruined. We can sit here and we can call Gen Z lazy all you want, but you let the economy turn into what it did. You let it all run to hell. And now it's Gen Z's fault because we don't want to work to fix your mistakes. Oopsie. And not a single lie was told that day. She's 100% right. It's not her fault that the previous generations had low self-esteem and were willing to accept a life of indentured servitude. She's looking at you like you're fucking out of your marbles, killing yourself for 40 hours a week or more for a completely subpar poverty lifestyle. She's 100% correct. Your low self-esteem is what allowed this to happen. Not her. She wants more out of her life. She wants her life to be something more than just waking up, grinding, and paying bills. Guess what? She didn't create this what the mess that we're in, and she's 100% correct. Everyone trying to dog that chick, unless you want to find yourself on a block, because I don't give a fuck. This is the time where you need to shut your fucking hole and listen. Because right now, there's a bunch of you that are defensive and taking exception with what she's saying. And that's because you're too fucking stupid to realize the wisdom in what she said. I see you. I don't give a fuck. You guys know how I operate. I'm not going to let your fucking crybaby bullshit spread around in my chats. You're here. You're a fucking guest, okay? I'm not in your world. You're in mine. Never forget that. 
That young woman's killing herself the way that you told her she should. And she can't even live outside of her own house. She can't move out. That's not a product of her efforts. It's a product of yours. So if you're feeling some kind of insecurity about it, and you're feeling some kind of responsibility for it, you should. You should just let that soak in right now. You should let that shit simmer. You should be feeling right now, if you're honest and you're a fucking boomer or a Gen Xer, you should be experiencing a really large amount of shame and guilt. And if you're not, you're probably a fucking delusional sociopath. Let it simmer. You put her and that entire generation in this circumstance. You did. Whether you tried to stop it or not, you did. Also, why the fuck are you talking about Vivek Ramaswamy in my chat? Why are you talking about the fucking piece of shit who still to this day quotes Barack Obama and literally steals his material? Are you guys that goddamn dumb over on Twitter? Vivek is not a, it should be nowhere near this administration. One of you dumb motherfuckers just said that we needed more time to vet him. I don't need more time to vet him. My team vetted him last January. He's a never start ever. No fucking do not start, do not. I will spend every resource I have destroying that motherfucker as soon as he even starts to gain momentum. I cannot believe, I, you must be new to the fucking show. Sus, even suggesting Ramaswamy as a VP candidate. Shut the fuck up. Do some research. You're lazy as fuck, man. What do you do? You just read Twitter? You don't actually go anywhere else to do research? He seems to say nice things. So did Barack Obama. Barack Obama gave some of the best speeches this country's ever seen. And he was a total fucking cunt. I'm going to start blocking motherfuckers. You, you've got one option with me. You learn what time it is. I see everything. The TV talks back, dumbasses. When you say stupid shit, don't say more stupid shit. It's just how I remove you permanently. Just so we're clear. Just back away from the keyboard. Because I'll just, I'll, what I'll do is I'll hunt you down and I'll block you. And make it so you can't interact with the show or watch it. I don't think, I, I'm not like a normal show host, okay? I don't let stupid spread throughout my world. I nip it in the fucking bud. Any questions? Do you want to keep going? There's like three of you on Twitter that can't stop punching yourselves in the dick. I don't need your clicks, assholes. Fuck. I got to deal with dumb fucking boomers that are blaming the child for how the country is right now. And then I got to deal with retards that are too fucking lazy to actually vet candidates and go digging into their past. It doesn't even take more than 15 minutes to realize you want no part of Big Pharma, bro. Was it the part where he ran a pharmaceutical company that sold a bunk product and he knew it from the outset and made all of his money? Or was it the part where he was quoting and stealing speeches and sections of speeches from Barack Hussein Obama where you started to realize, oh shit. It's stunning what you dumb motherfuckers will do for somebody with a pretty fucking voice. Well, I like the way he really says things and he just seems to have it together and you seem fucking stupid. You're the low IQ voter we've all been warned about. 
fuck, dude. You'd probably let Gavin Newsom inside of you if he fucking asked nicely. Look, guy, he was just so persuasive and charismatic. Shut the fuck up. Your stupidity is no longer forgiven. I don't forgive your stupidity. You can be fucking dumb and quiet and I'll let you stay. But dumb and loud gets you removed permanently. I don't want you anywhere near me. Just fuck off. That way. Bye. TV talks back, assholes. Fuck, dude. I had to deal with some of my fucking boomers over here like, well, this young lady, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Nobody gives a fuck what you have to say. You know, blame the fucking 19-year-old killing herself at Walmart? Really? Jesus, you should be ashamed of your fucking selves. I'm embarrassed because had I made better life choices earlier in my life, I'd have had a, better, a bigger impact sooner in this country, but I didn't. I have to live with that. What the fuck's your excuse? At least I know I could have done something and I wasn't able to because I was too busy being selfish in my 20s. Some of you fucking grandparents are in here blaming the kids. Fucking how ignorant, how embarrassing. Well, I had three jobs and you're still poor. Shut the fuck up. You're still poor. You never made it. You want her to follow in your footsteps? If you wake up one day and you're old and you never had what you wanted in life, you shouldn't ever judge somebody else for wanting something and actually doing something different than you did. There's a whole bunch of fucking losers in this country that literally, literally want younger generations to follow in their footsteps and yet you're not even happy with where your footsteps led you. How the fuck do you like deal with that internally? Do you wake up, look in the mirror and just be like, God, I think I'm gonna go be a cunt today. It's incredible. If you've got the life you always dreamed of, then by all means, fucking give her some advice. But if you don't, shut the fuck up. I could have done more had I not fucked up my life in my 20s. I can own that. I, should, I lost a decade to my own poor decision making. I lost a decade. I'm trying to make up for it by working my ass off now. But there's a bunch of you that are still in denial about what you did or didn't do. <sighs> Woosaw. Am I being too hard on the audience today, Randy? A little bit. Randy thinks I'm being too hard on you guys. I have people texting me about your rant right now. They're texting you about it? <laughs> what are they saying? I I just, it, it's egregious. It, it's, it reminds me of like stupid motherfuckers that like kick a puppy because it piddles on the floor. And it's like, did you not know you're dealing with the baby that has to be trained? I, I don't know how you can even kind of pretend to be an adult. Some of you, you know what it is? Here's one of the things that's weird about humanity. Some of you are old as fuck with lines on your face, fucking no hair on your head, dick doesn't work, big fucking old guy gut, but you're not actually an adult and you never became one. You never, you, you reached a point where you stopped growing and learning. And then you decided, well, I, you went and looked at the mirror and you're like, well, I'm old as fuck. I look like an adult. I sound like an adult. I got a prostate the size of an adult, but I'm not actually an adult. I never really actually learned how to take personal responsibility. I didn't actually ever learn how to teach other people how to aspire for more. And I never really actually stood up for myself 
and had self-esteem that was high enough that I actually fought for something. Just old children. That's all you motherfuckers are. Some of these motherfuckers are, not all of you. But some of these people are just old-ass fucking kids that never figured shit out. Hey, and they know it. Brandon. What? Can we get TV Talk back assholes on a t-shirt? I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting a request for TV Talk's back assholes on a t-shirt. That'd be a good, that's a good uh, question for Kenny. And maybe for uh, Magical Trevor. I almost never focus on what I don't want because I recognize the only way to get what you want is to identify it and fixate on it. Can you say the same? I live my life this way. I live my life in a way that's like, identify what you want, pursue it, everything else falls by the wayside. I want to create a culture and a country that is better than the one I inherited. That, that makes the one that I inherited look like a nightmare, which it frankly has turned into. I want to do something that my kids actually tangibly can feel the difference. I don't want, if any, if any of you are honest, who the fuck would want to tell their kids, yeah, you can grow up and be just like granddad and work until you're 65, make no money and get handed a shitty Timex when you retire, if they let you retire, because they'll probably lay you off right before you reach full retirement. Like, who would even advise that to your kids and grandkids? You wouldn't. Not if you love them. You'd tell them, do something different than me. I made choices that didn't work out. I didn't make the right investments. I didn't make the right friends. I didn't read the bright books. I didn't spend my time wisely. I, I drank too much beer and alcohol. I did too many drugs. I, I made the wrong choices. But you're too busy being so full of shit and justifying what your life became that you can't good, give good advice or be honest about where you're, what happened. There's still time. No matter who you are, there's still time to start being honest about what you've learned in this world and what became of your life because of the decisions you made. You should be shook. You should be a little shook. You should be like, hey, why the fuck is he going after me? Because I am. I can deal with people who have a different opinion uh, than mine when they've got the resume to back it. But if you're going to come at me with some stupid fucking virtue signaling shit and you still somehow figured out how you can rationalize an 18 or 19 year old being responsible for a fucked up nation. I mean, come on, I'm going to demolish you. We're only as good as our weakest links, man. And, and the kids are struggling right now. And it wasn't from any, like they, they weren't going to stop the 2020 election steal. How would they have done that? MAGA, many people got complacent. We still won that, that vote, but you didn't win it big enough. That's the truth. You didn't win it big enough. And maybe that wasn't what was meant to happen at that time. I think God had a bigger plan for us and we're living that now. But the bottom line is, there wasn't enough done by the campaign and there wasn't enough done by the electorate to prevent that from happening. And the proof is Biden's still in the presidency.
I had other stuff I was going to talk about, but I feel like I really like ended up somewhere I didn't wasn't sure I was going to go. Should I play this Neo nineteen eighty four meme, Randy? Yes. I don't even know what it is. Just go for it. Just go for it, right? You yeah. just play it and go for it. Yeah. Let's do it. Am I still? Some days I don't know, I just can't shake this feeling deep inside my soul. My brain is just not working, confusing thoughts are haunting me. I need a fresh deep ends. I'm hallucinating. I'm hallucinating. My brain's degrading. constant dream i keep on tripping out a my brain's in a haze i thought i saw me on tv shaking hands with zelensky i swear i was not there i'm hallucinating i'm hallucinating my brain's degrading and i am fading man named Trevor keeps talking in my ear, telling me why I'm here, where to go, and reminding me my name is Joe. I'm Joe. Here I go. I'm hallucinating. I'm hallucinating. My brain's degrading. That wasn't what I thought it was going to be. That wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Should I keep going, Randy? getting hungry i never ate anything today why did you do that because I, I just didn't feel like eating yeah i'm gonna stop and go get something to eat here in a second i don't know if there's anything in there i want what is in there Leftover i don't want left i didn't like it the chicken tasted old what you want me to tell you the truth Your veggies were amazing. The chicken tasted old. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna treat myself to a cheeseburger. Not arguing with you. I'm gonna end up. Don't don't make me have this conversation on the on the show either, because it's not gonna go well. Because there's no way for me to be anything other than super direct with you.
I'm stopping. Honey, I haven't eaten since yesterday. So you're hangry? I don't feel hangry, but I definitely, I didn't want to eat anything this morning. I didn't feel like eating. I was like, I don't know. Something, sometimes my stomach gets like, I was like, nope, no food. But now I'm starting to get hungry. And if you need to go grocery shopping, there's plenty of grocery money in there, honey. Plenty. I put it in there yesterday for you. So. I just forgot to get one. Oh. I need a cheeseburger. Don't antagonize me, Leah. We don't have In-N-Out Burger here. I wish, dude. I wish we had In-N-Out Burger. We don't have In-N-Out Burger. It's so sad. All right. I had a couple of things I'll, I want to wrap on. Uh, let me see. Actually, I don't feel like talking about that shit. Dude, the Daily Caller DM'd me yesterday trying to get me to share a story, Randy. What? Yeah. I was like, fuck you. What have they ever done for us? <laughs> They're a bunch of never Trump cunts, too. I was like, eat a fucking bag of dicks, dude. Isn't that weird? No. The audacity. And then the team took a look at their page, and you know what they figured out? Daily Caller has a million fucking followers on Twitter and struggles to get like 25 retweets. That's why. Losers. Yeah. They don't know how this works. Yeah. Most everything we see now is like, they, they all are losing power because there's no, they're, they're not getting the clicks the way they used to. And they don't understand what actually is driving viewers or what drives interest. Randy, I'd like to share something. Did you know we are like the bomb.com when it comes to sponsorship? Yes. You're welcome. Now, I'm not going to say any specific names because that would be unprofessional. But I can tell you that some of my sponsors, broad, they, they, they advertise on other shows in different places. And uh, we crush everyone, including shows that have multiple times our viewership. Yeah. Multiple it's not even close. One of these guys had it uh, in the fourth quarter. We outsold uh, one of these shows and we did it. They had 12 weeks and millions of viewers. We had six weeks of the Dilly 300. Guess who won? It wasn't close either. Gu guess who won? Six weeks and the Dilly 300 completely blew the doors off. Of their 12 weeks and millions of dispassionate, uninterested viewers. I hear this all the time from my sponsors. Different sponsors like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I spent this over here and this was my return. I lost X. Dispassionate is a great word. They come over here and they're like, what the fuck, man? This is the only place worth investing. Like, that's because it's the Dilly 300. It's a viewership that's actually vested and cares about the sponsors, the show in America. It's crazy though. I, I, I learned some crazy numbers. I was like, what? It was huge. Thank you, Trevor. That's exactly right. Trev says that's the difference between building a community and an audience. It's true. They're always shocked. They're like, what the fuck? So look, that's why not everybody gets to be a Dilly uh, show sponsor. We turn away people all the time. It's why everybody doesn't get to stay a sponsor unless they stay on top of customer service and on top of products, right? And obviously pro-Trump. It's a 100% it's a a deal breaker. So, yeah, it's pretty, pretty neat though. Like the numbers, I was like, really? 
I was very proud of that. I was very proud of all of you because it's a testament to you and your involvement in the entire community. It's pretty cool. Anyway, all right, I think I am done. Um, again, I want to recap this real quick, though. If you're interested in helping Iowa and you want a phone bank for Donald Trump, you can do this by contacting external affairs at djtfp24.com. And then as soon as you send that email, reach out to shopping with wheels, ignore the H, shopping with wheels at gmail.com, and wheels will get you trained. And immediately get to work, okay? But we want to see you guys succeed. We want to see President Trump win in the biggest way possible. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless President Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, And I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. Have a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. I'm not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back we want our music back we want our sports back we're fighting for all of it i won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of americanism back and actually representing america we're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach we're raising children you're aborting them we're raising them we're raising them to vote we're raising them to recognize bullshit we're training them to not trust the the, uh, government or the media, we're training them in weapons, we're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just gonna have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.